Bless the Lord. Turning the word of God tonight, 1 Peter chapter 1, and we'll read verses 3 down to 5. 1 Peter 1, 3 to 5. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy had begotten us again into a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled, and that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you. Amen. Reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. I heard a song just before coming to camp meeting. It said, if you ever got a glimpse of what's waiting over there, you'd never want to stay down here. Well, you know, we have got a glimpse because we have been told in the word of God about that wonderful place, that inheritance that's reserved in heaven for us. I thought we'd get a little glimpse at camp meeting. It was probably in the late 60s. My dad came to Portland, Oregon to camp meeting for the first time. I grew up in this glorious gospel and Portland sounded as close to heaven as us children could ever think. And my dad got to come and he called home and he said, all I can tell you is this must be a taste of heaven on earth. And to those of us who know what it is to be in camp meeting, we can say amen to that. We get a taste of heaven because the spirit of God is here. And we learn the word of God here. And we find out just like we're finding out tonight that there is a place reserved in heaven for you. Peter was talking to the church. They were being persecuted. And he very lovingly and powerfully reminded them of their hope and the victory in time of trial. And as I meditated on that, I thought, thank you, Jesus. The same thing is happening in 2018 in camp meeting. We are being reminded from the word of God that there is victory in trials, that there is a place in heaven reserved for us. There is an inheritance. And so we are encouraged to keep going that we might receive that inheritance. An inheritance is something that's passed down to you. You don't earn it. You probably do not deserve it. I do not deserve the love and grace of God. All you, all, there's, there's probably no doubt people here that have inherited things as you've gone through life. Someone passed on and you probably know the blessing of receiving something uh, that's temporal. But it's still a blessing in that. But the problem with earthly inheritance is that they can run out. They can be wasted. I've heard of people that's been disappointed because they thought they were going to get more of an inheritance. And I've heard of people that's been pretty upset because they didn't get what they thought they were going to get. But I'm here to tell you on the authority of God's word tonight, if you will look to Jesus Christ, he will never disappoint you. You've got an inheritance. And it's certain. It is sure. When I was a little girl, when I was born, my mom was really sick. I was 
child number four. And the doctor, as a matter of fact, had told her, don't you ever get uh, pregnant again. We, will, we'll, we won't have anything to do with you. But lo and behold, I came along. And so my mom had to have some help. And her sister and brother-in-law, who had never had children, came to take care of me. And for 10 months, they took care of me. And they wanted to take me home. I'm glad my parents didn't surrender me. But I heard, you know, it rippled down through the family through the years. You are going to get a lot of what they got. Well, let me tell you, I'm glad I didn't have any expectations of that. But I remember going there even after we were married and they had began to tell Evelyn how much they loved me. And they looked at me and my uncle looked at me and he said, you would never want it for anything in this world had their parents given you to us. My heart swelled with praise to Jesus because I was given an inheritance growing up in a godly home that they would have never given me. And I went away from that home blessing God and praying for them. Make a long story short, they came to the Lord. You know where they, who, who got their inheritance? Some in that family were upset too, but they gave it to Jesus. But I'll tell you, God has got an inheritance for every one of us. And we don't want to waste. Don't waste what you've been hearing in this wonderful camp meeting. Apply it to your life. Take it home. Say, it's for me. Sometimes when the preacher preaches, we can think, wow, wow, that fits somebody else. But everything that's preached, it fits me. And I can tell you, it fits you. And to be, to, to totally know that we are on our way to an, inter, an eternal inheritance, we have to apply the word of God to our lives. A familiar account in the gospel according to St. Luke. In the 15th chapter, we probably all know that. We heard about a young man. We identify him as the prodigal son. He had a great inheritance. And so... We, we know in history that that used to happen back in that generation. They could go and ask for their inheritance. Wouldn't work now, uh, but I don't think. But he went and asked his dad. He had a great inheritance. But you know what? If you don't take an inheritance that you've been passed and use it wisely, it can become trouble to you. It sounded like he lived it up by the world standards of good living. As long as his money lasted, he had lots of friends. You know what, young people? He was probably the cool kid. He went out and did all of those things. But he wasted his inheritance. The deception of that day is still current. You can have an inheritance just close to you and waste it away. That's what he did. He had it in his hand. The same deceiver that deceived him, that prodigal son back then is still waging war and wants to block heaven's view of your inheritance. But you're in a place tonight where heaven will open wide its view if you will open your heart because Jesus, God said in his word that because of Jesus, there is a reservation in heaven for you and it will last forever. The prodigal sons only lasted a little time. But this inheritance reserved in heaven for you will last forever. It won't run out. 
It'll never fade. It's incorruptible. It's sin-proof. It's time-proof. And it's kept for you. How amazing that the sovereign God of heaven would look down in this camp meeting tonight. And he would look over and he would let us know in our hearts if we will open our hearts to him that there is a place in heaven reserved through Jesus Christ and his shed blood for you. Don't you just love the sound of that? Your inheritance is reserved in heaven. 100% secure. What's secure in this world? The only thing that I know is secure comes from heaven down into a heart that will seek the Lord. That security is beyond the danger. Jesus made the reservation. He took the action for you. Does that not do something to your heart? That the Son of God took action on your behalf that you could have never done for yourself? A reservation is the action of reserving something. You know, you can reserve, you just think about the greatest spot on earth that you would ever like to visit. And you can make a reservation and you can pay for it. But if you don't show up to activate it, it's of no value. You'll never know the benefit of it. This heavenly offer provided by Jesus takes action on your part. You've got to do something about it. We must take wholeheartedly the offer that Jesus Christ made on Calvary. He invites the whosoever will. That's why he came to this world. I believe probably everybody here can quote John 3.16 or most everybody. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him. Believing in Jesus Christ requires action to get the full benefit. You can say, I believe, I believe we heard that already in camp. I, I believe what I heard. But it can never be activated until you fall down before Jesus Christ and you plead that blood and repent of your sins. And since we're in a one, such a wonderful place and we've been hearing so many wonderful messages, I ask you. You're here without Jesus tonight. What holds you back from coming? What holds you back from coming to Jesus? If we were to call the prodigal son to the witness stand tonight, I believe he would tell you quickly, come to yourself. I went as low as the hog pen. That was pretty low. I, I believe he'd tell you it is not out there. I believe he would tell you if you think it's out there, you're deceived by the enemy of your soul. But one day he came to himself and he began to think of the love that was at home. He began to think of the provisions in the father's house. And he said, I will arise. I will arise and go. You think about the love of God and the offering that Jesus Christ made for you and to you. How could your heart not say, I will surrender my life to Jesus? Place value on what Jesus has done for you. What value do every one of us place on the inheritance reserved in heaven? You need to place a great value on that. I believe we do. A great value. That the Son of God 
has reserved a place over there, and it's eternal. We'll inherit it. Tell you what you can do to help you place value on it. Think about it often. You think about Jesus. Meditate upon him. You will think upon all the goodness of God towards you. It will help you to deal with the hardships in life. Peter was telling the church that. It can help you place things in the right perspective. Sometimes, you know, we get so crowded with the things in this life and the busyness, the social media. There's so much that can just influence our perspective. But think on Jesus. He'll keep your perspective right. He'll put you in the right direction. But it's a choice that we make. The word of God tells us that Moses, we all know about Moses, but he chose to embrace his faith and his inheritance because he considered the reward that comes from God far superior to all the world's riches or the world's standards or the world's pleasures. The world makes it look like there's pleasures out there, but I'll tell you they're very temporary. They don't last very long. We're still in a church. We've got a heritage of where we hear testimonies. You know how many churches still have testimonies? Not very many. Someone asked me just recently, for those of you that don't know, I live in Fort McMurray, Alberta, a booming oil town. People make big money there. Churches have become just about social events. And one of the pastors from, not from our church, another church said, Marjorie, do you still have testimony meetings? I said, we sure do. They said, do you still have altars? I said, we sure do. They don't have altars anymore. But we need to thank God for the inheritance that we have been passed. And be like Moses. Say, I'll stand up for what I've been taught. I will value what we've got. Why? It's more than the world could ever give you. We have a treasure in earthen vessels. And as long as we keep that treasure, we have a reservation in heaven that is active. But it's got to be a treasure to you. We have altars of prayer. Thank God for these altars of prayer. I remember years ago hearing Brother Carver say, if we don't use these altars of prayer, We'll be no different than the churches that had started back then removing them. Don't you thank God that we use these altars of prayer? I'll tell you how we put our thanksgiving to God into action by coming down to these altars of prayer. And what a blessing to see people flock to the altars of prayer. For those of you that have not made your decision to follow Jesus, you need to activate your reservation. And you need to do it now. Don't lose what God through Jesus reserved for you. It would be awful to lose that eternal reservation paid for by the blood of the Lamb. In closing, I'm going to tell you about a couple of years ago when I lost a reservation that could be rebooked. But I'll tell you, if you don't book this heavenly reservation, the trumpet is going to sound and the bride of Christ is going to leave this world and you will not be able to rebook. And that could happen tonight. The trumpet could sound tonight. It's, it's hard to lose a reservation, even when it can be rebooked. 
two years ago, I flew back to Fredericton, New Brunswick to pick up two of our grandchildren that were coming to camp meeting. And I had booked an Air Canada for three of us to fly to Portland, Oregon. We got up very early in the morning and went to the airport and they said, we have only a reservation for you. We don't have these other two passengers. I pulled out my paperwork. I, I, I said, I booked these months ago and I, I'm desperate. I was really desperate. I'm like, we need to get on that plane. And it was crowded. They said, sorry, the computer is not showing your reservation. Matter of fact, I'm going to make a long story short. They couldn't find it anywhere. You know what? We were out a lot of money. And I said, my husband and I said, we're still going to camp meeting. I had the privilege to rebook. They got us on the next flight. But the heavenly flight that the church of Christ is going to take, is going to happen suddenly. Without a moment's notice, unless you are tuned in to the God of heaven. I remember we used to sing a song when I was a little girl. I still sing it sometimes. It won't be long now. We'll soon be leaving. I can hardly wait to start. Do you feel that way tonight? I can hardly wait to start. I feel the tug down in my heart. Do you know the church of Christ is feeling a tug in our hearts that Jesus is coming to? That's why we preach and plead, come to Jesus. Your reservation reserved in heaven by the blood of the Lamb is waiting for you to meet Jesus. He's calling you to meet him at the altars of prayer. And for those that need him, tonight is your night. He's waiting to write your name in the Lamb's Book of Life. It can happen this night. Will you be wise and make that decision? I believe you will. And for those that need to be sanctified, let's get it. It's paid for. You just got to surrender everything. And if you're sanctified, he wants to fill your heart to an overflowing. Because when the trumpet sounds, we want an act of faith that's going to say, I will rise. Will you rise and come to these altars and seek the Lord with all of your heart? God bless you. God will hear and he will answer prayer. 311 is the song. We'll meet you at the altars of prayer.